If you are looking to continue developing your coaching skills or have a new coach that you'd like to train or onboard, check out our upcoming activity coaching clinics. We are hosting both our basics and advanced clinics every Monday for our basics clinic and Tuesday for our advanced clinic from 1.30 to 3 Central Standard Time. It runs October 2nd through November 6th, and you can learn more and register at heatherpriceconsulting.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Activity Coaching Conversations with Heather and Sabina, where we discuss coaching strategies for the overachievers, the slow starters, and everyone in between. We're going to share everything we know about instilling early success habits, the science behind activity, and how to build a values-based, FR-centered coaching philosophy. Activity Coaching Conversations is all about balancing accountability with the art and science of coaching. Welcome, everyone. Today's topic is how to build a habit. We all know the value of good habits, but we don't often stop to think about the ABCs of actually building good ones. We tend to think habits are a measure of our willpower and discipline alone, but that's not really true. There's been a lot more science around habit building. Now, think about this. You probably, hopefully, brush your teeth every day, right? That doesn't happen because of willpower. That happens because you've made it automatic and there's an immediate and negative consequence to not doing it. Your breath smells terrible and no one wants to talk to you, right? So today we're going to break down building a habit into practical and manageable steps, because the more you can make something a habit, the less brain space it takes up and the more mental resources we have available to focus on more interesting and complex issues. Now, you know, I love a good definition. So the British Journal of General Practice defines a habit as, quote, actions that are triggered automatically in response to contextual clues that have been associated with their performance, end quote. So the example they use is you get in your car and you put on your seatbelt. You don't make that decision every single time or think about why you should or shouldn't do it or whether you're going to do it or not do it. It's cued by your getting in the car. It's automatic. And there are probably quite a few things in your life like that, if you really think about it. They've just become automatic. So let's first dispense with the 21-day myth. We've all heard it takes 21 days to build a habit. However, that is kind of old information that just somehow got embedded in the culture. Actual recent studies show that it can actually take from 18 to 254 days, and on average, It takes about 66 days for a habit to become automatic, where you just don't have to think about it anymore. It also depends on the habit you're trying to form. So, for example, deciding to make a habit of drinking a glass of water first thing every morning is an easier and simpler thing than deciding to make a habit of doing 50 sit-ups every day after you have your morning coffee. So, there's some nuance to forming habits that sometimes gets glossed over because we like things to be easy and efficient. So let's talk about some actual steps to build a lasting habit. So number one, you want to start small and increase in small increments. You know, kind of pace yourself and make it as easy as possible just to get started. And think about getting a little bit better every day instead of making a big radical change all at once. So again, for example, if you wanted to start getting 
the magical 10,000 steps in, maybe you start with, because you're coming from zero, maybe you start with 3,000 steps and then you get to 4,000 and then 5,000 and you build to your goal of 10,000. And if you like making big changes, good for you, go for it. But for many of us, easing into it and building up to the big ultimate habit makes it more likely to last longer and become automatic faster. Number two, chunk the desired activity. I know that you're probably familiar with that chunking term, but what it means, for example, is instead of thinking about doing 50 sit-ups, think of five sets of 10 throughout your day. How does this apply? You can apply this to dials. If your FRs are resistant to dialing, and let's face it, who isn't, then help them set up kind of a chunking plan to knock out 10 or 15 at a time several times throughout the day. Because at the end of the day, it's more important that you get the dials done than it is to do them all at once at a specific time. Number three, make it easy to do and fun to repeat. Repetition is key to habit building. And if you can find some way to enjoy the process, you're more likely to stick with it. For example, if we go back to exercising, if you're struggling to get started, maybe start with something fun, like take some kind of a dance class with one of your friends instead of forcing yourself to go out for a run when in fact you hate running, right? My experience with reps and dialing is that there's a greater chance of success when it's a group activity and you're cheering each other on. We used to do what we would call Monday night phoning. Um, we do it right after the end of the day. We'd order pizza and we keep score and we kind of make a, almost like a football kind of game out of it. And people showed up for it and they got great results from it. So, you know, when you're sitting and phoning alone and somebody hangs up on you or something, you know, negative happens, it's easy to let that be the end of it. Whereas if you're doing something in a group or even in a pair, you're more likely to keep going with it, right? Step four, and this is probably the most important step, set up your environment with a cue-based plan. So studies show you make more progress toward the goal of making something a habit if you decide not only what you're going to do, but also how, when, and where you'll do it. Almost every article on habit building indicates that setting up external cues has an incredible impact on the success of building those habits. Willpower, much as we like to think it is, willpower is not the main component of successful habits. I know a lot of you have probably, you know, if you've been around for any length of time, you may have taken Pete Greider's advanced coaching clinic. And in his book, Following Through, he outlines a number of externally based ways to help you succeed at habit building. He reminds us that we are, as human beings, we're just not naturally wired to follow through. And having external cues and consequences makes a huge difference. I mean, the only reason I go to the gym three times a week is because I have a trainer who I paid and who's expecting me to show up. Left to my own willpower, I probably never leave the couch and a good book. We all have great intentions and we have a strong desire to do what's necessary, but we need external help to do it. And there's no shame in that. I always remember what Pete Ryder said. He said, you wouldn't judge someone for wearing glasses because they need extra help to see. So why would you judge yourself for needing external help in forming habits? As a culture, we value willpower and discipline so much that it sometimes blinds us to admitting that we may need help to accomplish even seemingly simple things. 
And number five, be patient. Remember what we said earlier in the episode, building a habit can take anywhere from 16 to 254 days, depending on the the type of habit, the, the complexity of it, and the difficulty of it. And on average, it takes about 66 days, so a little over two months for something to become automatic, which that's the goal, right? The goal is for it to become automatic. So when you're in the environment in which it's supposed to occur, that's just what happens. Consider all the things you do in life without thinking about it. Brushing your teeth, taking out the trash, putting on your seatbelt, hanging your car keys on a hook so they don't get lost, drinking coffee in the morning. These things are all automatic. You don't make a series of separate decisions every time you do them. You may have, or you may remember Admiral William McRaven's best piece of advice that he gave at a commencement address and actually turned it into a book. It turned out to be so popular. It was to make your bed every morning. So you automatically start the day with a completed task. We want to complete tasks and we know we feel good when we have completed tasks. It's that middle part of building the habit and getting there and making that automatic that often trips us up. So think about picking something that you want to build a habit around and then try these steps that we've outlined. I think one of the best ways to teach your FRs to build good habits is for you to be a shiny example of how to do it. Share your struggles and help your reps understand how human beings are wired and why habit building can be so difficult and then work with them on that step-by-step process to build habits, you know, one at a time. Instead of our say that again today, we actually have some recommended reading specifically on habit building. I have four books for you to consider. The first you might already have, that's Following Through by Pete Greider and Steve Levinson. Um, The second is Atomic Habits by James Clear. The third is Tiny Habits, colon, The Small Changes That Change Everything by B.J. Fogg. And then the last one is The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. So you can see that there's been a lot of a lot more research and books out there on the power of habits, because once you can make something a habit, the change is amazing throughout your entire life. Sabina, I definitely, I thought of Atomic Habits when I was listening to you share your recommendations, especially the one about getting a little bit better each day. I remember him talking about that 1% better each day. And it just sounds so much more manageable. So I absolutely love that book. The other thing that was running through my head as I was listening to you is, you know, I'm curious what my automatics are. I don't remember how many you said, you know, how many automatic things we do in a day, but my guess is we do a lot of them. And I'm going to be more conscious and pay more attention to what my automatics are. And I just want to pay more attention to what I want them to be and see what things I'm doing automatically that I don't want to be doing and what are the things I do want to be doing that I need to be working on. So that was helpful. And then when you were talking about making something fun and easy to repeat, I thought about that quote that I've heard oftentimes, which is repetition is the mother of all learning. And there's so much benefit to repetition. And I know sometimes reps sit there and they think, oh, I have to do the same thing over and over every day. I have to dial every day. I have to get four QSs every day. But that is really where mastery comes from. Mastery comes from repetition. And there's actually growth in repetition. By doing the same thing over and over, we get better at it. So as something becomes a habit, we get better at it. And when we get better at something, we actually we learn to enjoy it. 
And that's what's fun about mastery is most people, when they master something, it becomes more fun. And I think a lot of reps in this business, that's what they're looking for. They want this to be more enjoyable. So that is really just stuck out in my mind. Thank you for sharing those tips. They were great. Thanks again for joining us today. And we look forward to bringing you new and exciting information in our next episode. Thanks for joining us today for Activity Coaching Conversations with Heather and Sabina. If you found value in this conversation, please like, share, and leave a review in your favorite podcast app. And to learn more about our activity coaching clinics and how to hone your skills, visit heatherpriceconsulting.com. Link is in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Keep learning and growing.